All right, everybody. Episode nine of Bree Hunter is fucked. We have Al calling us yeah. in from his respective quarantine hole. How are we That's doing right. lately, Al? I'm doing well. Episode nine. I'm excited. I know. I can't believe we're on nine already. Now, if you're like Al, you may not know the situation, right? Al, you don't know. Do you even know who Mitch McConnell is? I, I know the name. I don't know shit. I'm assuming it's politics, right? Yes. Yeah, I know nothing about politics. So, like, I've heard the name a billion times. And Mitch McConnell literally looks like a sea turtle with brain damage. And no offense to anybody with brain damage or to the sea turtles, but it's just, it is the way that it is. That like So first of all, he just walks around looking stupid. But to top it all off, he basically came out this last week and said that he thinks we should allow, you know, New York, New Jersey and California to go bankrupt and that they shouldn't be able to take any money from the federal government um, to recover. Now, the thing that the, makes no sense is that uh, Mitch McConnell's state takes 40 percent of the federal budget. So basically, like, they are taking 40% of the federal tax money for aid for their state. Whereas New York, New Jersey, California, and Connecticut actually give, they're the top four states who give the most to the federal government. So we're giving a lot, you know, out, but we're not getting a lot back. Whereas Kentucky's giving very little, but they're siphoning off for themselves. Which is fine, because, like, you know, like, basically, daddy, daddy's got to go make the money, aka New York, New Jersey, and California. But... Basically, Mitch, like what he didn't realize is that if you go bankrupt, like then who's going to pay his bills? Like it's basically like, I'll put it to you this way. It's like rooting for your ex-husband to lose his job when you're living off of his alimony and child support payments. Like Mitch McConnell is basically one of those chicks on Basketball Wives. Like he's just, you know, sitting back collecting our hard-earned cash. Like you weren't with us shooting in the gym, Mitch, Okay. You're, we were out there going hard, giving our money to you, and all you had to do was shut up. And when we asked you every once in a while to put out, the only response that should have come back from you was when and for how long. But instead, he chose to be greedy and say that we should go bankrupt and therefore bankrupt his own state. So that's my thoughts on that. But You know, I'm looking up at a picture at uh, Mitch McConnell. And I, I definitely recognize this guy, and he does look like a sea turtle. That's that's pretty spot on. Oh yeah, no, I mean I'm not the only one who think like who like came up with that, but there is like a growing. And you know what? I also would be in favor of taking some of those federal tax dollars and investigating whether or not, in fact, he was fathered by a sea turtle. I feel like that would actually be a, a decent use of the tax money. And now um, I clicked on uh, Mitch McConnell uh, turtle, and there is plenty of comparisons to <laughs> Mitch McConnell and, and turtles. I know. But anyway, listen, here's the thing. Like, this isn't even like a Democrat versus Republican thing. This is just like a taxpayer thing. Like, even if you're a Republican in California, New York, or New Jersey, and you're paying taxes, this guy is basically saying like, yeah, I've taken your money for all these years from my state, but now that you need some help, go screw. And it's like, it's one thing if a hot chick says that, but it's a total other thing when the fucking, you know, sea turtle with Bell's palsy says it. So I think Mitch needs to take a seat. And of course, my favorite part about all of this was like Big Daddy Cuomo with like his big dick energy. His literal response was like, I dare you. I dare you to let us go bankrupt and see what happens. People are loving Cuomo, huh? Let's uh, hear that name buzzing around a lot. He's so hot. I mean, I think like 
it's like it's not just like I think he's like a good looking guy but I think on top of that it's just like he has that swagger like he's just hot like I don't know like they're I think they're like just dudes who like have it and to me he has that it factor I actually used to think like I was into Chris who's the one who's the anchor on CNN but I have now since changed my response oh we gotta send them the old DM see what's going on Oh my God, could you imagine? Well, I'm pretty sure he's married, but I guess if I wanted to go the old political home wrecker you, route. You, you dated some sort of political uh, person, right? I, well, yeah, I dated the mayor's son back from my hometown. <laughs> and um, he, no, he was really nice. I have nothing, I don't have anything bad to say about Joe. I, I just was not um, what you would think of as like being an ally to a political family. Like if you mm-hmm. look at the... If you look at like, you know, the chicks that the Trump brothers married or basically like anybody who's married into like a political family, they're like nice blue blooded people. They wear their collars like up to their neck bone. Um, I I think that's changing. I I think you would look great in like a Jackie Kennedy get up. I, I think I think it'd work. Well, a Jackie Kennedy get up, if we took like 16 inches off the bottom and like 12 inches off the top, then yes, I probably would look good. I mean, the only thing I would wear that would look remotely Jackie Kennedy would be like a pillbox hat, like with a bikini. Like, I don't, I don't think I'd fit in very well. Um, but who knows? You know, you can, I could always reinvent myself. I mean, look at Arnold, who's the other yeah. guy that I would totally be willing to marry. Who, who um, is the most attractive political person there is to you? Well, it's hard not to, it's like off the top of my head. It's, it's tough to think about. I mean, I um, obviously like Cuomo's on my mind right now. But even like, oh God, I'm going to forget his name. Um, like Mitt Romney, like I don't really agree with him very much, but I think he's hot. I've said that before. What, and... about, like a, what about John F. Kennedy? Do you find him attractive? Well, you mean like before he was six feet before under he... or yes, yeah, yes, be- Before yes. he's dead, yes. Before he's zombie Kennedy. Um, yeah, but you know what? He's another one where I think like, I don't know that he was necessarily really good looking. I think like people were just into the idea that he had a lot of power because like, yes, he was good looking and he was young and charismatic. But like, if you ran into him in a bar, I don't think you'd be like, he's no Don Draper, you know? What what about Barack Obama? Are are you an Obama fan? Um, yeah, well, he doesn't really like turn me on. Like he seems like too much of like a goody goody, like for me. Definitely. Yeah, he's the guy that finds the the clip of $100 and returns it. Yeah, which is sweet. And, like, you want that guy on your team, but, like, do you want him, like, railing you? Like, no, obviously not. That's just not. But what about you? Like, you're putting me in the hot seat. Like, what are some – like, do you think Sarah Palin's hot? No, not particularly. I've never been into those those porn remakes either. Or when uh, when Tina Fey was dressed as her. I mean, attractive people, no doubt, but I've never been into it. Right. I, I, I can't really think of a politician I've really been into. I, I, I like Michelle Obama. I think she's uh, more attractive than most politicians, but I, I can't really think of one that I really am like, wow, she, she's, you know, she's getting me. You, like, want to get it in. I feel no. like you would um, do it with, uh, what's her face from Germany, Angela Merkel. I feel like she's your type. Yeah, no. No, maybe, uh, what's her name, uh, Cortez, uh, Alex uh, Cortez, what's her name? Oh, AOC? Yeah. yeah, but see, here's the thing. And again, like this is like completely politics aside. Like this is just from like a, you know, betting perspective. Yeah. Like she strikes me as the kind of person who would want to boss you around in the bedroom. And as we've established before on this podcast, you are a pacifist and you don't want somebody like chains, whips, but like she for no, sure no, looks no, like she wants no to. No chains or whips, but I don't think AOC is about that. You, you know? don't? 
No, I, I think she's. It's more of just like words, and I'm fine with words. Put me down with words. <laughs> so you want to be okay? I get it. So you like verbal? You're okay with being verbally abused, but like physically, yes. like you're just not into that. Yes. Okay. All right. I, I can dig it. Um. All right. Enough politics talk. Let's get to the. Let's get to the fun. Let's get to what people came for, um, mm. which is talking about my vagina. This episode. Um. Again, like, I almost got written out of the will for the last episode, so I'm sure, like, this episode will be, like, yet yet one more nail in the out-of-the-will coffin. Your mom's um, not the biggest fan of what you're talking about, huh? No, she's not. Um, she always says to me, she's like, I think you're very funny. I just wish that maybe <laughs> you could talk about things that are a little less disgusting. Um, which I guess, like, if I were a mom, like, I'd think that too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but... Like, I always think back to, like, like how Joe Simpson would, like, encourage Jessica Simpson to, like, have her ass out and, like, do weird shit. And I'm like, okay, like, I wouldn't want a parent like that who was, like, you know, wants me to be hypersexualized. So I also, like, I think it's good that they're obviously, like, not that into, like, it would be weird if they were like, oh, my God, yeah, like, talk about getting laid. Like, that would be weird yeah, to me. Yeah, like, like a pageant mom is very strange. Yeah, like a, like a, what do you call her? Like a Kris Jenner. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. Um <laughs> But yeah, so she's uh she's trying, but yeah, she's not. I wouldn't say she's our biggest fan. Um, she's like right in the middle. However, what's great about my mom is uh, she doesn't understand what I'm saying in English, so <laughs> it kind of works. What? Because she listens to my podcast, my mom, but her her English isn't great, so she doesn't really understand what I'm saying. She just understands the cursing, and she doesn't want me to curse so much, which I understand. That's like so. Yeah, like all moms are like. But does your mom curse? No, never. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's, like, understandable, but, like, the thing that I, my mom and I always argue about is that, like, my mom hates when I curse, but growing up, my mother always cursed. Mm. Like, so, I'm like, it's not like it came out of nowhere. Like, you know, we curse because you curse like a sailor, and I think it's great. To me, it's, like, a form of venting. I read, Mm. like, a statistic somewhere that, like, people who, like, don't curse are, like, you know, more tightly wound and, like, more likely to, like, you know, murder someone and like stuff them in their floorboards which kind of makes sense because again like to me cursing is like a venting of aggression so if you're keeping all that shit bottled in like eventually it's gonna blow so that's an interesting way to think about it i never never thought about that so yeah so i'm pro fucking cursing on this podcast um (laughs) no but so i um as you know my birthday was last week so i got my annual um gyno appointment reminder in the mail Nice. Uh, it's time to get the girl checked out, um, which I don't know. I guess like I mainly call it my vagina. Like vagina nicknames are like we could literally do an entire 20 minutes on that, but we won't. But I was telling you the other day that my great grandmother used to call it her lucky. And which, I think which that's is so the weird. That's funniest so weird to me. thing in the world. And I'm going to try to start referring to mine as my lucky. But I don't know. Was that, would you find that weird? Like, I don't think I yes. would do it in the bedroom, but, like, what if I just was, like, talking about it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, my lucky feels weird today. Like, how would you feel about that? I don't want a, any connection between your great-grandmother and your vagina. I just feel like that's two separate things. Let's keep them separate. What? Listen, Lena was a looker. I mean, like, you know, like, she got old eventually, but, like, back in her day, I mean, you know, everybody got it on. She had, like, four kids, so obviously she yeah, was I, I don't. I don't like any nickname for a vagina. Just keep it, keep it a pussy. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it, I like that. Keep it up, pussy. Yeah. I um when I was back in Jersey, I had like the best gyno. Like I had the he was like a god of the gynecological arts. 
um, Dr. Mike Milano, shout out to Dr. Milano from Verona, Verona, New Jersey. He just was like, uh, I don't know, like, I think it was because he was like funny and he was really chill that I loved him so much. But I remember one time, like, I went to him and I was like, I think I need to switch my birth control because like my libido is so low. Like I am like for somebody who loves sex and this was like back when I, again, when I was having sex regularly, I was like for someone who loves sex, like I just have no interest, you know, the past month and a half, I don't know what's wrong with me. And when I go to have sex, like I felt like dry. And so he like examines me and he looks me dead in the eye and he goes, honestly, like I think you just need to start having sex with a different guy. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like your vagina is not the problem. He's like, it's not your birth control either. He's like, I think it's just the dude. And I was like, okay, like this doctor's for me. Like ballsy to the point, basically told me that the guy I was sleeping with was like, you know, a loser in bed, which is again, ballsy. But like, that's the kind of man slash doctor I need in my life. Like someone who's just going to like give it to me straight, no holds barred and believes that I genuinely, you know, deserve good sex. Who wouldn't want, who wouldn't want that? He sounds like a real friend. Yes, he was. Um, he was not my original person, but I went to him on an emergency basis and he treated me like so well that I'm like, okay, I'm never going to anybody else again. And until think, now, now you're going to someone else. So well, you kind yeah, of dropped I mean, him when like I moved out potatoes. to LA, I had to replace him, which was like next to impossible. Trying to replace my nail tech and my gynecologist were probably the two hardest parts about moving across country. No bullshit. Like it, people are like, oh, like it must be hard without the family or you're away or the money. And I'm like, nope, it literally was like, you know, like it's tough being away from family and it's tough replacing a nail tech and my gyno. Like those are the three things that I miss the most, if we're being honest. Well, you, you could still give them the old video chat, you know, try to conduct things yourself. Oh my God. Like, could you imagine me with like my legs up in the, in the like in this setting too? Like I just could like pop my legs up in the air and have him like take a look down there. Yeah. Please. I, um, I'm sure he's up for it. My luck, like it would somehow like turn into like an Instagram live accidentally, and it would be like a whole. <laughs> it would be like American Pie, like it would be broadcast to like everybody I knew. Um, but one time, I don't know if this was the first time I went to him. It doesn't really matter. But I, um, I've only had a. I'm lucky in this. My lucky is lucky because I've only had a yeast infection once in my life. I had my first one when I was 23. I didn't even know what it was. So I did what any responsible adult would do. And I just called a friend and my friend Beba and I told her what was going on. She's like, oh, no big deal. Like you have a yeast infection, like go to the store, get monostat and you're fine. And for dudes who don't know what that is, it's basically like these little like cream pellets that you like shoot up your vagina, like a pinball machine. And it's supposed to clear up the infection. Um, and so I'm like, okay, whatever. So I take the shit, I go home. It's, I'm still living with my parents. So I go up to my room. It's like late at night. I put it up there expecting immediate relief. And all of a sudden my vagina starts like burning. And oh. I'm texting my friend. I'm like, is, is it supposed to burn? She's like, no, it's just supposed to actually have the opposite effect. It's supposed to make it feel better. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit. Like I, it was burning so bad. I ran down the stairs screaming like my whole family's like what's wrong what's wrong and I'm like nothing and then I jump in the shower it had like a detachable shower head and I'm like rinsing this stuff off my vagina like screaming and crying my mom's like what's going on and I'm like I put this shit in there and it literally feels like acid is burning off my vagina and then of course like my dad's like what's wrong and I'm like nothing my mom and I are screaming at him and my mom's like I've never heard of that before 
So sure enough, next day I go to Dr. Milano and I'm like, fix this situation. Like what is going on down there? And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's really, really rare. He's like, but some women like have an adverse reaction to monostat and it literally burns them. And that sounds horrible. It's, of course it's terrible. It's, it's the worst. And the best part is like, I was like, well, how, how common is it? And he's like, literally like, I've only had one other patient who this has ever happened to. He's like, you'd be number two. This man is 60 something years old in all of his years. I am the only other person who has been basically got a chemical peel to their vagina because of monostat. So that, yeah, that was fun. You know, I'm surprised to learn that yeast infections are, are pretty common, I guess, right? Um, I, I think, yeah, no, they are. I mean, and like people, of course, like they're always like, they think it's because like you were doing something like dirty or you're sleeping with a gross guy, but like, honestly. That's what I thought. No, it's, it's basically when like, God, this is not, now this is turning into like a Dr. Ruth. Like it's basically when the pH of like your vagina gets thrown off, which again can be from like dirty dick, but it could also be from like eating too much sugar or stress or it was your time of the month. So like it can happen for all different reasons. Um, and some people are just like, it's like UTIs. Like it's just some people are more prone to it than other people. Um, so luckily I only had it once, but again, like the one time I had it, it was like a war story. Like I was like, yeah, like my vagina was like beat fucking red for days. It was like hurt to sit on the subway. So not a good situation, but that was not half as bad as the time when I had to have my cervix biopsied. So for all the dudes who are listening, like I know you don't really understand what that means, but it's basically as, um, as if somebody went and took a chunk of your taint and tested it for cancer and they oh have to God. cut it off of you without any numbing anything. Like you're not put under, like you're totally awake. There's no numbing agent. They just go up there, rip a fucking piece off, uh, you know, and then send it into a lab. I have a hard enough time going for a regular appointment. So this, when I tell you I was sobbing, crying, and when I like finally, when it was all said and done, I got up and my like my fake tanner was, I sweated off all over the paper on the table. Like, you know, they put that shit on the doctor's table. I got up and he was like, what? And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I sweat off all of my self tanner. I was so upset that (laughs) <laughs> the self-tanner like you know how people are like oh like the soul left my body well my soul left my body and I took the self-tanner with it oh my god mortifying mortifying um but yeah so I haven't always had the best of luck and then when I came out to LA and my health really took a fucking turn from the work for the worse I should say I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I have PCOS. So that's poly, it's like polycystic ovary syndrome. I basically have like a bunch of um, cysts on my ovaries. Good. Oh no. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you like the, the queen of the weirdest fucking health issues. So whatever. So I have PCOS and it all started like when I was a kid, you and I have talked about this before. Like I never had a thin phase. Like, you know how you're like a chubby baby, but then you kind of like thin out and then like, you know, like you're just have that like that cute skinny phase and like you run around and like Abercrombie clothing and like you eat whatever and life is fine. Like never happened for me. Like my mom dressed me in Old Navy, like because that's all that my like burly lumberjack ass could fit into in grade school. (laughs) Same. Absolutely the same. Yep. Like my mom was like, just slap some corduroy and heavy knits on that bitch because she is not fitting into that size triple zero Abercrombie shirt. It's not going to work. Now, were your siblings the same? Were, do they feel the same thing or you have skinny siblings? 
No, all four of my siblings are like were were slender. Like they don't have weight issues. Like it literally was just me. Oh no. Yeah. yeah so I, again, I, I like, feel the same actually, way. My, my, my mom and dad. Childhood, were... Actually, I'm sorry. To this day, my grandfather, who by the way adores me, but is not exactly the most sensitive human. Um, his nickname for me is Beefy. Beefy. Oh no. So can you imagine like being? It's like bad enough like that's what I'm called. But, like every once in a while, he like slips up and says it to me in public, and I'm just like, great. Like that's. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm like, that's exactly what, well, what I well, want, like, a perspective. Well, now it's fine because you're you know. in shape. You're very thin now, so you should laugh about it. I wouldn't say I'm thin. I feel like I'm I'm slim thick, which I always joke is like you're, it's like it's it's kind of nice, but you're always like five pounds away from just being fat. Like there's like a very <laughs> fine line of you're like, oh yeah, like you're hot and you're curvy versus like you're just chunky. Like, you know, three well, cheeseburgers hey, that's right where you and like, be, you, know, you know, one milkshake and I'm just fat again. Like there's not really a whole lot of margin, you know, for error there. But whatever, you know, you take the hand that you're dealt. Um, but then, so basically the PCOS, so I've been dealing with it for a long time. It's like whatever at this point. But when I came out to LA, I was having all these weird health issues. So I had to go to a fertility specialist and they're like, oh, you know, we got to do a, um, an intervaginal ultrasound. So like immediately again, like I hate getting like a regular pap smear. So I'm like, what? Like that just sounds terrible. Like I don't even know the specifics, but I can tell you that I don't like the sound of like intervaginal anything unless again, unless it's like a guy. So they like show me this gigantic wand and they're like, this is going to go inside of you. And then they probed me. Like literally like they, how you like envision the aliens coming down and then like bringing you on the ship and then like sticking shit in you to like check you out. Like they fucking probed me. I mean, that kind of sounds like your fantasy. Well, it would be if it were aliens and not like, you know, 16 medical students from UCLA. Like it was not really the same. <laughs> it was not really the same thrill, you know, um, but yeah, it just was like, it, I don't know. It's like a very like weird experience and it's super uncomfortable. And they always tell you like, oh, this is not going to hurt. And you know, the minute they say that, it's like total bullshit. It's going to hurt like hell. And I also like, it wasn't just the doctor. It was the doctor. It was two machine techs and two nurses. And I just was like looking around, like there was like 80 people in the room. And I'm like, should we just go down and see what the valet downstairs is doing? Should we have him join in on this? Um... But yeah, so another fucking terrible story. And and also it was basically the most action I had seen in months at that point was being, um, you know, probed like a Thanksgiving turkey. They were like checking my temperature. I was like, okay, cool. Well, well hey, it's great that you're taking care of these things because I'm sure other women aren't. And, you know, so today your vagina is, you know, clean and lovely because of this. Oh, I'd yeah, imagine. no. I mean, my like, I, um, I always tell, like, I always jokingly say to my gyno, like, can you Yelp review my vagina? Like, leave me a good Yelp review because I feel like I've been taking care of it. It's like we, you know, get a good um, grade from like the Department of Health and Services or whatever the hell it's called. Mm -hmm. Department of whatever. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, like things are sort of like, you know, in tip top shape down there, which is how we like them. But yeah, some chicks, I've, I've noticed a correlation between women who don't feel like it's necessary to go to the dentist are also the same women who feel like it's not necessarily, you know, necessary to go to the gyno. And I, I don't understand that at all. Like these are the same women that aren't changing the oil in in their car. Yeah. Or like not changing the bed sheets in between the different dudes that come over. Oh no, you can't do that. No, I don't know. Yeah. Like ladies take care of yourself. Like 
um, I don't know. I just feel like to me, like my vagina is like my greatest investment at this point. So if I don't take care of it, it's not going to take care of me. So I got to keep that girl in tip top shape. But I don't know. I also like I was up. I couldn't sleep last night. I didn't tell you this, but I was literally I was up until five o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking about this episode and I was thinking about like God making women and like God and his angels basically like making the vagina. I feel like they got down there and like they really like took because it's like an intricate thing. So like they got down there and they really took their time. Like I feel like he must have been like, okay, like, you know, fold it up gently, like do like a little like a fluff and fold, like a fold and tuck, kind of make it look like a little like a pastry, you know, and just sort of like tuck it up there. And um, that's the thing. Vaginas look so different. Everyone's vagina is like a snowflake. They're all different. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he was smart. It's like snowflake is a good example. Like he was smart enough, like to give some variation, but like either way, like the whole system, I mean, like it was like Michelangelo, like he took his time with that. And I feel like you can tell that there's like a stark difference between that and men because men look like they have like a couple pieces of like wet, unfinished pizza dough hanging between their legs. Like, I feel like they, like the angels got there and they're like, oh fuck, I don't now I don't know what to do with these ones. Like if we have to make them different, like I don't know, we can't fold it in, right? Because the piece has to fit in the other ones. Like they were just like, oh fuck it, we can't cut it off. We just got to leave it hanging. Definitely, you know? penises are ugly. Vaginas are kind of beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they That's look Georgia again like they look like somebody like a pastry chef like really took their time with that in heaven, yeah. like crafting the vaginas. Whereas like again, like the dicks and like the ball sacks, they were just like. All right, just fucking, it looks good. It's good enough, good enough. Just send it through. And then I feel like, I don't know. I also don't think that God, like, like hates gay people. I know that there are some people in the South who would disagree with me. But I'm like, I don't, I don't think God would, I don't think he gives a shit. So I feel like, you know, when the angels were like, yeah, but what about, like, you know, boys who want to sleep with other boys? And God was like, all right, fuck it. Like, give everybody one hole. And only half of them get like the, you know, the inner thigh dumplings. But, you know, everybody gets a hole, a hole for everyone. That's the thing. You know, the the penis fits so well into the asshole. So there has to be, if there is a God, he he thought about that. Yeah, no. Again, I think you're right. Our God is a thinker. I, um, are you, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on talking about that this, this episode, but whatever. Like we're already here. Um. Let's 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 do it. Let's talk about anal. Fuck it. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. It's four o'clock. Let's just go ahead and talk about anal. Are you are you into anal? Are you into butt play? Uh no. I, I've never even tried it. Really? Okay. So no, you're in my never camp. had an interest. Yeah. I've never. Kind of surprising though, because I feel like you're just kind of like a live and let live guy. Like I I don't think I don't see you as being a dude who would push for it. I just see you as a dude who, like, if you ended up there, you're just like, you know, whatever. Like, you only live once. Like, let's... And, and, and that's absolutely my, my thought process on it. It's never gone to that level. Because here's the thing. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big guy. So a lot of women come to me wanting me to kind of take the reins. Right. So they've brought it up before, but they kind of let me decide what's going on. And I really wish it wasn't that way. You know? I, I want them to kind of figure out what's going on. And... If if you know play was part of it, I'm I'm down to dabble, but I, I've never you know I've, I I don't even watch porn that has ass play in it. Would you let a girl touch your ass though? 
Because some guys, like, no. some guys feel like it's, like, get Like, hetero guys feel like it's gay and they don't like it. And then, like, if other If there's any sort it. of insertion, no way. No, ins- no insertion. Not for me. Not for me. I'm not going to, you know, if some other guy's into that, that's absolutely okay. Not for me. I'm, you know, a little play around, you know, a little... You know, a little grazing, a little grazing around. A little grazing is no problem, but any sort of insertion, not for me. No, thank you. Right. You don't want to be penetrated. Okay. That's, that's fair. See, I can't do any of that because of my nails. Like I would literally like end <laughs> your sphincter in like one fell swoop. So I, I can't, even if you wanted, I couldn't help you. That would there. hurt so much. Yeah. I would, now, it would be I, terrible. You know, I probably shouldn't ask this as a, as a producer, but what about you? Nope. And I, I I don't know. I just, again, like, no, I know people are really into it. Like, I feel like especially, like, our generation is, like, they're, like, you know, leading the charge on, like, you know, anything having to do with, like, you know, ass. But, mm-hmm. which is fine. Again, like, you know, it's this is America. But I've never to done it. To each his own. Yeah, to each his own. Um, I've never done it. And honestly, for me, I think it's more just because, like, you know me. Like, if, if I have, like, one eyelash out of place... I want to like retape the whole episode. So do I strike you as the kind of woman who wants you like up my asshole? Like, no. Like, oh, no. You you would be worrying so much about it. <laughs> no. I would be so worried. And like, yep. I think like anal bleaching is the dumbest thing ever. But at the same time, like I would feel compelled. Like if I were going to show you my asshole, like I would obviously want it to be in the best shape ever. So I would get it bleached, buffed, you know, waxed, um, whatever it needed, you know, whatever needed to happen, I would do it. Botox, I I don't care. So, and that's just too much work for me. You know, like, again, like we were just saying, like the vagina, it's hard enough to take care of one thing. I don't really feel like, you know, maintaining um, the beauty of my asshole, like week in and week out. It's just too much. Like, only sugar babies um, and the Kardashians have time for that. Nobody else. Who was the time? Who is the time? You know. Well, everybody, everyone now. Mm. I um, I guess so. I think we got time for one more story. It's a good one, so I feel like I don't know. Okay. I kind of want to roll with it. Can we do it? Okay. Yeah, we'll wrap it up after that. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So this actually was like this was the first. This is the first story I ever told. Like when I started stand up, it wasn't even like an official start. It's, you know, Donnie from Stand Up New York. I yeah. went to go see Stand Up New York is a comedy club um, on the Upper West Side in New York City for anybody who's not an NYC native. Um, and Donnie was a what friend. Are, of honestly, a friend. one of my favorite clubs. Love Stand Up New York. You like it there. Yeah. No, it's awesome. One of my favorite clubs. Yeah. Um, it's a good spot. I, I've been there many a times, but I basically went to just you know, chat with him. And he was like, well, he was like, all right, like show me your stuff. And I was like, no, I don't really have any, you know, like I just started, I don't really have any stuff. And he's like, all right, we'll just get up on stage and just tell whatever story comes to mind. So I get up on stage and I decide that I'm going to talk about my recent rectal exam, um, which is like, again, like of all the stories you could tell, you're like, all right, let me go for like literally the most disgusting and embarrassing one I could pull out of the archives. But I don't know. I'm like a big, I'm, I'm go big or go home. So I, um, so basically what happened was uh, one day it was at work and my, like, I went to the bathroom and my asshole is bleeding similar to the yeast infection. I've this, I've, this has never happened before. So I'm like, what the fuck? So again, I'm like a responsible adult. So what do I do? I come back to my desk and I just start Googling shit and every article ends in either AIDS or ass cancer. AIDS or ass cancer. Like there's no like, oh, maybe it's this. It's just literally like imminent death. Like just go pick out a burial plot. 
So I'm totally panicked. And it's not the kind of health issue. It's not like, oh, like a toothache or, you know, like whatever, like your stomach hurts. It's like really like embarrassing. Like I wasn't going to go around, you know, you know, S and Y and like ask people like, oh, hey, if your asshole ever started hemorrhaging in the middle of the day, it's just not something you do in this country anyway. So I was like, fuck. So I go home. I'm like, I got to go to the doctor. I don't even, I didn't even know what doctor to go to. I'm like, I'm like Googling like asshole doctor. Like I don't know, like I didn't even know who took, who was responsible for that part of the body. So whatever, I end up going to the gastro um, and I get there and I'm like all dressed up because I'm going to work, you know, after this. So I'm like, I look cute um, despite, you know, again, like my asshole is like bleeding out and (laughs) I get into the exam room and in walks the nurse and it is like, it is a hot as fuck male nurse like he was so hot that he made you forget about the fact that he was in fact a male nurse like that level of hot like Dr. McSteamy and I'm like oh okay like maybe this is like the silver lining so we start talking and he's kind of flirting with me but then he starts to ask me about my symptoms and I'm like and he's literally like how's your flatulence been lately how's your like your bowel and I'm like literally like I like if if you had like a knife in the room, I literally would have chosen death than to sit there and talk to this guy about like every bowel movement I've had for a week. Like so you like you can come back from like having like, you know, a tooth problem or like you broke your leg or whatever, but you are not coming back from somebody after you told them like your asshole is bleeding. Like they're that memory is never going to like leave, you know, their memory bank. So, you know, whatever, he finishes his like prelim exam. He walks out the door taking all of my dignity with him on the way out. And then the doctor comes in and she literally looks like she just graduated high school. (laughs) Cute little Indian woman, but literally I'm like, okay, am I older than you? Like I was like, what is about to happen? So she comes in again. I have to go through like my barrage of embarrassing symptoms. And the whole time that I'm talking to her, like in the back of my head, because I like, I'm like, I have a lot of forethought. I'm like, how are they going to do this exam? Like, how do they get a good look up there? So I'm like, is it going to be like, you know, like, am I going to, it's going to be like a legs over the head situation. Am I going to have to like get up and bend over? So she literally has me turn on my side and hold my leg up with one hand and outstretch (laughs) your other arm. So literally I was like a, a Heisman trophy that fell over onto the floor. Like that's the position you have to get in before like your asshole is excavated. So I'm laying like that, like looking at a piece of art, again, praying for death. And she like pulls out an industrial sized bottle of lube, squirts it out. And I'm like, oh my God, here it comes. She sticks not one, not two, but three fingers up there. Oh my God. I didn't even know I had the capacity for that. And she like has them up there and she's like fishing around like she like lost her keys in there. And what was even worse is that like, just like they do with the dentist, she's like trying to make small talk with me. And (laughs) she's like, oh, like any big plans this weekend? And I'm like, okay, this is like small talk at the doctor is like awkward enough in general, but like try doing it when somebody is like three knuckles deep in your asshole. Like I just was like, I don't want to look at you or talk to you right now. So whatever, she like finishes up and she's like, okay, like, you know, good news. I think it's just like a bad case of hemorrhoids. So I'm like, great. So now, you know, me and my 85 year old grandfather, like have something in common. 
So <laughs> she's like, you just have a bad case of hemorrhoids. And I'm like, okay, like, well, what do we do with the situation? And she's like, similar to Monistat, she's like, oh, I'm going to give you these little like cream pellets and you have to just like shoot them up there at night and it'll like heal the area. So at the time, the guy that I was dating really wanted to try anal and I was like, well, shit, like maybe after I've like pantined my asshole for a month, maybe that'll be like the perfect time to try. I'll just be like a well-oiled machine up there. Um, but we ended up breaking up. So he never got to, uh, to experience like the silky smooth. Um, Poor guy. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> but I healed and that's like the good news. Yeah, and that's now great news. I um I went to school for finance. I graduated magna cum laude, and I ended up telling you know strangers stories about my bleeding asshole. And that's what I want to do for a living. So my parents are very proud. It's, it's yeah, very I'm well. sure your mom's gonna love this episode. Oh yeah, she it's I can already hear her. She's gonna lose her mind. Um, but whatever, dude. It's like embarrassing shit. It like happens to everybody, and it happens to everyone. People can have a laugh at my expense, especially. Um, you know, since we're, we've hit the end times on earth, then like, why not? You know? Yeah. I'm going to enjoy, uh, finding the pictures for this episode. That's going to be fun. Oh yeah. Look up like proctol. No, that wasn't it. It was the, well, I don't know. Wait, proctologist is like, is that the, the penis doctor or is that the, well, I, I, I don't know. I've never been to a penis doctor. I have no, no idea. Oh, you haven't, you've never had a prostate exam? No. I that's that's usually something you don't do until you're older unless you have something wrong with you. Oh. Those are going to be the days, man. Then you're going to know what it feels like, you know, to be uh, excavated sure. in the middle that's of the That's the thing. Day. Maybe I should I should get into that type of, you know, sex because it'll get me ready for my my rectal exam. Yes, you should start prepping now. Start doing your stretches, start looking at Heisman trophies, get ready yeah. for it. I'll buy a butt plug. It'll be fun. Oh my God, butt plugs. That's like another weird thing. I once knew a good friend of mine who was like really into anal, like maybe a little bit too much, like to the point where like, I think she was like on the verge of like prolapsing, which was someone, again, someone who doesn't go to the dentist and someone who doesn't go to the gyno, same person who was also prolapsing. And she got- Just that word is disgusting. I know. It's terrible. I've like, it's watched documentaries about porn stars and I'm like, that looks like the worst thing that could ever happen to you. But- so yep. she, it, hers was sort of so um, agape at, at this point after so many sessions that she, the butt plug actually got lost inside oh, of her. No, don't and say I that. And I was like, oh, you, you're telling me. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even. So I'm like, what did you do? And she's like, yeah, um, you know, like the guy and I, like we had to fish it out. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, why? Like. And then the best was she like sent me, this was like before she like it got lost like up yonder, but she sent me pictures of them. I guess they come in different sizes and they were all bejeweled. And I was like, what's really the point? I'm like, you just get like a, and she was like, oh, well, we're going to do like a photo shoot, like an artistic. And I was like, oh yes, like a butt plug with a jewel on the end is the epitome of art. They'll they'll put it up in the Smithsonian for you. (laughs) They're very pretty, those butt plugs. I've seen those. I can't. I love her. And I don't, and I don't really like, I'm not like, it sounds like I'm judging. I'm really not judging, but I also just was like, if it gets to the point where, you know, it's like, you know, stranger things where it just disappears deep into the abyss, you know, like Barb never to be seen again. I, I you, think know, you know, what I'm worried you about slow is, down. <laughs> what I'm worried about is those people that uh, deep throat bananas, you know, I'm worried they're going to choke. 
Wait, say that one more time. Those people that deep throat bananas, you know, I'm worried that those things are going to break and they're going to choke. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Like, I don't know why we have to always push the limits. Like, shoving things down our throat. Also, yeah. fisting. Why? Why? Yeah, me, I, me as a porn viewer has never asked for that. I never needed any of those things. Neither <laughs> have I. Who's into that? That just seems like, that is so bizarre to me. Like, I've never looked at somebody and been like, oh, I'm so turned on. They could probably fit, like, an armchair up their vagina. <laughs> like, that's not cool. Don't I do think that's that. A, I think that's a good note to uh, to leave on. Yeah, we've been having some real humdingers to end on. So, yeah, so I guess the, uh, the takeaway from this episode is um, Mitch McConnell looks like a sea turtle with, what do we say, Bell's palsy. And yes. he should not be asking for any money. He's a greedy housewife. Uh, we learned that the vagina needs to be taken care of at all times. Uh, we've learned that the asshole is the same way and also don't, uh, fist yourself ever for anyone. If someone loves you, they will never ask you to do that. That's not what the Lord intended. And given the opportunity, just have a penis because it's way easier. Yeah. You're hanging dough flaps. Ugh. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that was a good episode. Yep, I think it was good. You know, I'm a little perturbed that we're sitting here talking about this at 4.30 on a Wednesday and I'm drinking. Um, But, you know, listen, it's quarantine. There are no rules, baby. Like, No rules. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. It literally doesn't matter. But everybody, um, I don't know. Would we? I don't even remember what the the, the sign-off was. Um, I guess just that we love you. Stay safe. Um, The twins and I, you know, don't want you to get the Rona. And, oh, and also... What what is it? Fucking like, subscribe, just like all of our shit. Like whatever like you're listening to, comments, all that stuff. Yeah, comment. It can even be hate comments. I don't really care. Um, comment on our stuff, like our stuff, subscribe, email us, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Um, but yeah, give us some feedback because we won't know until you tell us. But again, love and light from the twins and I. Everybody, stay safe, and until next time. This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.